On today's episode from Chanel in the City, Princess of Long Island, she's a radio show host, TV show host, reality star, the one and only Chanel Amari. How are you? I'm great. And we will be giving away a Lego hidden side set, so stay tuned. This is Building Friendships. And here we are. And here we are. Here we are. All right, so let's get down to it. First step, you have to unwrap what your set is going to be, and I'll explain why I picked this set. And I don't know if you're going to remember. You're going to remember, but I'm, I, it's going to lead us into the discussion about how we met and where we're at. So okay, I'm excited. All right. Oh, my God, I can't see this. This is too cute. Okay, so, so do I have to open the box? No, you're gonna oh. build it without opening the box. <laughs> I'm so We're slow. We're starting. Second concussion. Um, so wait, I got you this, okay. this set, Andrea's accessory store, and do you know why I would have gotten you that set? Because of all my accessories, all my hats, all my crazy. No. Okay, well, princesses. We're, we'll get to it in a second. Let's start okay. unboxing. Okay. <laughs> so we got our bags out. Yep. I'm going to be doing the T-Rex part of this Jurassic Park set. This is old school, so I'm going to be focusing on the T-Rex part. We have Chanel doing her Andrea's accessories. accessories. Okay. Okay. So let's get, I, I want to start, we'll get back to princesses. Right. I want to start with how we met. Yeah. So um, we met. And we're doing this while we're talking. Oh, yeah, this is yeah, going to be okay. an eight-hour show. Yeah, We're, that, that's the most fun. This is how I'm going to get the truth out of you. Um, so we met because you were on Princesses, and our mutual friend at the time, Shelly, was, I was producing a show for a college kid who asked me to produce it with him. Right. I had graduated. Shelly and I had both graduated, but we had been talking about producing a talk show. Mm -hmm. So... He was like, you guys want to do it? We, we were using our old college studio. We we're like, of course. Right. So I'm like, who would be a fun guest? And Princesses had just, like, I guess, aired. And we were like, oh, yes. this show is fascinating. Let's, let's see if we can get Chanel. Because we right. thought you were, like, we thought you were the central character, which I think is Did accurate, you? right? Yeah, it's very accurate. It, it, it depends who you ask. But yes, I was the central I think, character. I, well, I don't think you, I, you I had all the central storylines. But I think you were the, like, the One center point. One that brought everyone together. yeah. yeah. So, um, so we're like, let's get Chanel on. So we got Chanel on, and that's how we met. We went, we, you did our, our talk show in, this, in the TV studio. Right. And the reason I brought you this set is because you, you were there because of a TV show, but for some reason you brought out headband accessories that I don't know if you were making them. Yeah, I was. I was designing them. them. It was the weirdest <laughs> I just remember you pulling out headbands and giving it to Shelly, and you guys put them on, and I'm like, what is going on? Well, because I was promoting the headpiece line at so the time. So you were designing I was head designing headpieces, but it okay. was also specifically because on the show, my character was, like, known for these, like, headpieces. Like, was she? Yeah. I didn't pick up was on that she, at all. Like, as if it wasn't me. Yeah, it was. You didn't see, like, well, in the green I, screen I, interviews? That's the thing, as if it wasn't me. I, we're gonna, and we're going to get, get into, into that. that. It, it, it wasn't really. It wasn't. It, it's like twenty percent of me. Yeah, the, it, it was. A, I think it was a part of you. It was like if you have five people in your head, it was one of them. But 
I, like, I think that was the character. So right. I, I, so yeah, because you thought know it, me really well to know, like, that's so well, not me. Well, it's funny because I do know you really well now, and the, the effort you go through to distance yourself from that person of the character, yeah. and then you're like, oh, that's me, that was me. They're, like, I had a headpiece, and it's like, no, that character was big on headpiece. And you might have been, like, that part of you might yeah, have crossed over age. into the character. But I thought it was fascinating that, like, the first thing you wanted to do after the reality show was like pitch your accessories line. Yeah, so the whole thing was because, you know, when you get into reality TV, especially yeah. with Bravo, you need to have a brand. So like Bethany Frankel had the skinny girl and, yeah. you know. But th did that come before the bef before Bravo or did skinny girl came, come after? It came after. I feel like afterwards they it. need something to do. Yeah, but she was doing it during. Like, so when we had the show, like I was really, I started wearing these I have like a very eccentric fashion, as you know. I yeah. kind of wear whatever I want. I love fashion. I've been in fashion. My dad's been in fashion. Yeah. So I'll wear whatever I want that's kooky. So I used to have to like, I would want to dress very uniquely on the show. So I used to like design my own headpieces. But like I was also going through a really hard time because it's really stressful to be on reality TV. Yeah. And it was my first time being on reality TV because I come from like the producing background. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? These headpieces made me feel, because I would get them done with this Indian woman in India. And they yeah. were like, these spiritual crystals and like they're yeah they're cheaper there but there was also like a whole like spirituality meaning behind it or yeah, at least okay. in my head uh -huh. anyway i thought it was a cute accessory and at the time it was called chanel amari wear and yes i was promoting it so i said <laughs> i didn't realize the talk show was just like a pilot yeah so i was like oh okay i'm gonna come and promote them and give them as a gift meanwhile they didn't go anywhere but you could still buy them if you want yeah so but that's cute that you remembered so that's with all my but when, when i saw this i was like oh my god i remember she was doing accessories yeah that was like the first the first thing I, I remembered about it was that you were doing accessories. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. thought that was like super hilarious yeah. that like my first memory, like because I know you, I, now I know you as a producer mind. Right. So like to think that fashion was something that you were targeting at one point, I'm like, yes. oh, that's completely out there. So can and we- And I think everyone does. Like when you're in reality TV, I think that's like the one thing you go to, like accessories. It's yeah. like the Countess Luann has her jewelry line. Well, because I also think it's, it's, I won't say it's easy, but I think- it's, when you're marketing a yeah. product versus yourself, it's yes. a lot easier off of reality TV. I think exactly. it's hard to market yourself on reality TV because they're creating who you are on that show. Exactly. Like I kept saying, well, I'm a journalist. Well, I'm a producer. Well, I'm and a they're comedian. Like, sure they're you like, are. Yeah. Dance monkey. Yeah. And they're like, no, you're not getting like this is if you want come out with a product like that makes more sense. Like being business set business savvy. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming I'm looking through these. Yes, those are the instructions. Yeah, okay, because I do <laughs> not will, do well with instructions with or like number one. Yeah, so you're gonna have to open this, oh, and shit. the bags are numbered, so I don't know which bag you opened three. So we're we're going in number order. Oh you, god, you I'm probably so want to start okay. with number one. one. Okay. Yeah, I kind of want to start at the beginning. What was your audition like? Like, what? Wh how did you find out about okay. the show? Why did you want to be on it? I okay. mean, I'm, I'm assuming wanting to be in entertainment is why you wanted to be yes. on it. But why you wanted to be on it and what the audition was like and what like the tape you, you had to submit and all of that stuff. I want to okay. know from the beginning. So I've always wanted to be like in entertainment, like an actor or like yeah. an entertainer, whatever it is. I, oh, I think they're all the same. A TV host. So at the time I was producing for actually Anderson Cooper. He had a daytime talk show. So I was in producing already. I was in entertainment. And a lot of times the reality TV people would like come to me and be like, oh, we want to do this show. Like I would pitch to them like after going like at an... Uh, night on the town I'd come back to work if like I was freelancing with Anderson or just some of these producers I'd be like you have to do a show on people on Long Island because it's just insane my thing was though like more of like 
the people that live on Long Island but party in the city or party in the Hamptons. Like okay. that was fascinating to me of like how crazy that culture is and how yeah. it's insane. Like these kids are using their parents' money and like using millions of dollars or thousands of thousands of dollars going out. So I pitched a show of like kids, like the real girls on the Gold Coast. So at first they, they real wanted girls me to- on the Gold Coast, okay. Yeah, like it was like a little mini Real Housewives. Is that what Long Island is known as? Yeah, the oh. Gold Coast. Like the Great no Gatsby, idea. CNN, oh, gotcha. Larry King, J. Lo, and Anthony, Mark Anthony. I don't know, this is like gotcha. society's culture or gotcha. whatever. Then I was asked to come in. First they were like, that's a great show. So they were casting around that. And then they said, that when they held the casting, a lot of people would mention my name. Like, who is, like, the life of the party on Long Island? Who's, like, the mover and shaker? So, like, my name, Coco or Chanel, because they call me Coco, would be thrown out. Gotcha. Then a friend of mine who was actually on the show, she said, you should really interview Chanel for this. She knows TV. She understands the game. Like, she she wants to be in it. And she's, she's vulnerable. She's able to show her real life. She's not going to hold anything back. Yeah. At first, they didn't want me, really. It was more like everybody else pushing my name, so they wanted it to be really genuine. I hope I'm doing this right. Anyway, so I went for the audition. It was with two casting directors, and I basically told them my whole life. I told them how, you know, I am a career woman, but my parents are modern, modern Orthodox. I still live with them. Because, you know, you live with your parents when times are tough and, like, yeah, you need and, help well, or whatever, and also because of the Jewish thing, it's it, yeah. it is no, weird I don't to even like think live on your I own. think at that point you were relatively lo young to be like culturally yeah. Jews. I think a lot of Italians you stay at home until you're married yeah. or engaged. Yeah, it's just normal, you know. It's an excuse. It's, it's definitely it's, it's definitely changed, but like growing up, yeah, everybody I knew that that didn't go too far away for college would come home. You stay home until that happens, right? And then I think the culture has changed a lot, but yeah. But that's, so that's, so then I went on and they, they really liked me and I had like a storyline of like, you know, my parents were pressuring me to get married at the time. My younger sister was engaged and she was going to get married. And that's a little weird, like in the community when your yeah. younger sister gets married before you. And I, I did community. have a boyfriend at the time, but I, you know, he wasn't, we weren't, we were, I thought we were serious. He didn't. Long story short. I sent my tape in, Bravo loved it. They loved the, the six girls because they saw the genuine yeah. history between all of us. So we've all been friends at different capacities in life. So you you all truly, really, did truly did know each yes, other. Yes, we all truly. It wasn't casting nope. random people and then saying you guys are friends now. No, it's exactly. Okay. Like we all knew each other or our siblings ran in the same circles. You know what I mean? So With, like. To some, to, some, to some extent, that's the best way to get drama. Like It is, yeah. Because there's actual history. I, yeah, I look at the real world and I'm like, okay, the real world, I get it. It's it's strangers in a house that the different personalities are going to clash. But right. then when you deal with people that have a history with each other, and there's a good chance you already have things that you don't like about these people. Exactly. That's that's perfect. Like one of the castmates, her her sister was like hanging out with my brother. You know, like they dated yeah. for a little bit. So they knew already, like, even though me and her, her were really close, that could have been, that could have been the stake of our friendship breaking up or not, you know, over yeah. siblings. So there was just a lot of, you know, and, and I was really close with all the girls and it was like a really good time. It was like a really good experience. But reality TV, it doesn't promise you to be the next Bethany Frankel. Yeah. And I think that's the miscommunication of it all. Like, oh, I'm going to be in reality TV. I'm going to be famous forever. Yeah. And and the, the, that you can see that today where 
people are just grasping because, like, The Bachelor, for example, yeah. they die to be on, like, The Bachelor in Paradise. And it, yeah. Oh, like, I after tried The Bachelor, that, you're done. I gotta like, show you my video for oh that. Oh, my yeah. God. You would die. But, yeah, after The Bachelor, they're done. They have to make something out of and it. And The Real World, they do those cha- they're going to do those challenges until someone dies. Like, well, why do you think some of the people in The Real World or in reality TV make it and some don't? Like, what do you think it is? Um, I think it is the field that they plan on getting in. I think it's their dedication to the field. And I think it's... Uh, I think it's just having that, having something unique. Being the girl on The Bachelor is not unique because they're a 30 per season. Right. So, like, look at Theo Vaughn, look at Mike Mizanin. Like, Mike Mizanin, from, he started pitching his wrestling character on, on, the, on, the, real, on the real real world. Yeah, real world. And then it went into the challenges. And then he just kept trying out for WWE. And then he, like, WrestleMania, he's headlining as champion. Right. That, Theo Vaughn is, is but doing amazing it, as a comic. Like, but that he, doesn't happen for everyone. Because, no. Like, for because, me, like, I've been trying out since then. Like, that's why I had to start Chanel in the City, because I wasn't getting... It was always, like, you're too typecasted, but you were the main character on Princesses on this, like, iconic show. But, like, the show also lasted only for one season. Yeah, and I think, I think first of all, I think it's a blessing that it only lasted one season, because... It gives you the opportunity to sort of get away from it a little bit and and build your own name outside of it. I think the law. Honestly, I don't think that show was a great reflection of anybody on that show. Really? So, oh my god! A lot of people though loved that there, show there was, too. No, I loved it. Like it's right? one of those shows that you love because it's one you so relate ridiculous. to characters because you know people exactly like them. Yeah. And but two, it's it, it's just it's. It seems like every character had their own stereotype about the culture. And I think they really drilled in on it to the point where it was not beneficial to people's careers other than getting them TV time. I don't think anybody stood out there as someone who like was easy to work with, someone that was going to um, make an effort. It came off as six people with different struggles that are just living off this their parents or the idea that they're in Long Island like which is sad that that was the message because the what the real I don't think concept that, was was like six people yes struggling yeah. through life even though they came and from that what that was not what came out but it was what, supposed to be the boomerang generation at the time where like kids were moving back with their parents because they didn't have that type of money or they were like struggling in their love lives if, but or, if, but 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 if you really wanted to do that if that was the point of the show you don't one you don't call it princesses that, I mean, Princesses already has its own kind of, like, Jap, Jewish American right. Princess. It like was that. more like, I think they were branding it like a Housewives franchise where, like, they mm. thought they were going to get, you know. I definitely did not see it like that. I definitely looked at it as, this is us trying to show people the, the, um, the spoiled community of Long Island. That is exactly what I got from it. And right. it, the way I see it, if they wanted to do what you're showing, what, what you were just mentioning about... Like the generational thing and having to move back with mm-hmm. your parents, you don't call it princesses. You right. don't you don't cast only Jewish girls from Long Island. This struggle is across religions. It's across locations. Yep. That that was never their goal, and I think it did a disservice to a lot of the people because, I, and I, I don't want to mention specific characters, right. but like you are a worker, and yes. that, that's why we get along. Yes. I, there's a, there is there's a respect and a friendship that I have for workers versus waiters there are waiters who just sit there and they're like oh look at me i have a pretty face it's gonna come it's gonna come no matter what i do it's bound to happen my destiny is being on tv because i have a pretty face and then there are people that try different things 
And that, that's the, like the accessories thing. That was one thing. You did radio. You do TV. You do your, your Chanel podcast. in the City podcast. You do, you're, you're very active on Instagram. Like you're covering all the fields and they all tie into one thing. And like I can see the project you end up working on is going to require you to have knowledge of all those areas. Yes. Like that's what a worker is. And, and like work, like even with labeled, like season one, I'm, you were like, okay, it's only one scene. I'm yeah. Like, and I don't care. I'll do whatever I need and to do. Exactly. And I'll the, PA if you need me. I'll put, and those I'm, are the I people produced, that, you know, like, those are the people that people want to work with at the same time. I think that that show was was showing the opposite. The, right. The, there are people, again, I'm not going to mention names, but there are people on that show where I was looking at them and I'm like, this person's never going to survive outside of this show. show. As, a, right. as a person, not even as, a, as right, an entertainer. They, because there, it, a lot of them felt very entitled in terms of yeah. like, they didn't realize that And again, this a lot is of based work. off the character on the show. I don't know them the personally. In, in, right. But yeah, I, I, would leave, I, I could leave that episode being like, this person's never going to survive in the real world. I hope their parents are young because once those parents are gone, like this, this person will not be able to survive. And that's... That's where I think the disservice was because it gave off that impression, whether it's true or not, people are going to be, if somebody show, and I'm not saying you, but like if somebody says, Hey, I was on this reality show and somebody goes back and watches that reality show. My first thought is, Oh, I don't want to work with that person. Not yet, yeah. but like but the person like, I'm thinking of. But that's like what, and that was my concern. That's why I wanted it to go past because the first season you get to know the characters. It kind of is like, like ridiculous. Yeah. But then once it's second, third, fourth season, that's why we kind of fall in love with the housewives where we kind of give them excuses. And I, so that, that's something to get to I could. Them yeah. That I wish we had more seasons to kind of like show the world and the audience. Like, yeah, we're because they were going to show like now we're starting to work. It's like even though we've all worked our whole lives, every single one of us, even yeah. all the girls to their credit, they have all we've all worked. Um, it's because like how are we gonna get money? We've all worked at like salons yeah. or like retail stores or whatever it is in entertainment. So I and, feel like that's the thing is like we we could have had more of a chance to show like we are the point of the show was we're relatable even whether we're princesses we're rich we're not rich like yeah. everyone has these struggles like what you said that should have been the that was supposed and that, to be the message but it could have been just relayed more if we had more seasons. I think that's what the producers were aiming for. And that that's what. That's what I can understand about wanting more seasons. You're, yeah. you're getting deeper into the character. Yeah. That being said, like that's a big risk. Like not not. I guess I guess when you look at the housewives, you're like, oh, of course we're gonna get another season. They get they have 18 of them, and it's the same shit. How many tables can they flip? They're right. just damaging furniture at this point. Right. But that with, with you guys, it's it, it you guys needed that second season, and because you didn't yeah. have it, the show was more I think more damaging to you then. as. Helpful. Outside personalities than helpful, and also I feel like, and that's why I'm surprised none of you decided like to, to like sue the shit out of everyone. No, that that's ah. very, that's very princesses. Sorry, that um, is very princess. That was stereotypical princess. Sue the shit. I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on on princesses, but right. what was um, the shooting like? Like, what was it like having them? In your in, 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 yeah, just not uh, that I can't imagine. That was tough for me because, like, as much as I'm an extrovert, I'm also a very big introvert, and I like to be alone and not have people in my space every minute. It yeah. was tough. It was seven days a week, no break. Um, it wasn't like we even had a break for six. It wasn't like six days. It was like seven days a week, and we had to spend like eight to twelve hour days. And it was in our houses, in our rooms. Wow. You know, producers, people, like, kind of taking over your space because that's. That's the name of the game. That's what you sign up for. Yeah. That was tough for me just because, like, 
I, I, everybody needs their alone time, you know? And also, when that happens, you can't really hide things and you can't really not say what you're feeling. So your truth might offend other people because it's your truth and like you're in your own space and you have yeah. no choice, you know? Imagine I was in your space every day. Yeah. Like I'd know more about you and, you know, yeah. you might be even. There's less, to, you could, there's less ability to hide something. Yeah, I and mean, you're probably might not want something on that show, but you are, you have no choice because yeah. you have these people in your space. So it was tough, but it was also a great experience because like I would do it again. So who am I kidding? Like I would do it again in a heartbeat if they called me tomorrow and said we're doing this. Would I be smarter of the th of the things I've learned? Yes, but I would definitely do yeah. it. Yeah, and that's that's a good way to look at it. Like I I I don't knock the experience. I just knock how it turned out afterwards. When I first bought my place, I um, uh, they asked me if I wanted to be on House Hunters. Oh my God, that's that would amazing! Have been my I, but they told me what they're like. You get five hundred dollars. We follow you for five days, and then we. I, I'm about to, this is going to be ruining TV for you, but they essentially, you have to already be closed on your place, and then they just show you two other places as the two options. So, like, if you've seen the show, they should, they take you to three places, and in the end, you pick th the one. Those people already are already in closing for the one that they picked, and the other two were just for production value. And you didn't want, you felt like it I didn't was want not them following it. me for 10, ho 10 hours a day for 10 days, and for, for five days, and then, um, and then after that, they come back for the follow-up once you've moved into your place. And that, that could be any time for five hours to shoot. I'm like, this is too much. For $500, yeah. I'll go sell my body for more. Like, <laughs> and that'll take like 30 seconds. But House Hunters is a little different than, I feel like, well, I, no, it's very if different. it was more that was money, my, that, my, that's better. That, that's my point. The point that, like, you are... Um, allowed it with that amount. That and you, you didn't even yeah, work. you allowed them to do that for that long. And I was like... Five days, 10 hours, 50 hours a week? Nope, I'm, I'm done. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I think this is a good segue into Chanel in the City because what I, I get your, I, I think we're on the same page. We need to have one point of focus. And for you, I think branding yourself through Chanel in the City is like the best yeah, point of focus. I, I really think. do. Because I, I think what you're doing is good as far as bringing people into your world. Yep. And it's a world that was not, 100% shown on Princesses, Correct. so distancing yourself from that. Correct. Radio, you're very restrictive. It's like, and now, so-and-so from Ariana Grande. Like, right. You're, you're, you're My in personality is not really... Yeah, you're not restricted, which is a problem when you're trying to brand yourself as yourself right. because this person's like, you can't mention this, or... You can't promote your... With TV self. or film. Oh, this is the... I, I tell this story every now and then because... It shows how oblivious I was to the industry as an industry. Yeah. Um, I was at Beth. I was Bethany and I when we, we were chasing down Bradley Cooper for something. Long story. Really? That's um, so cool. We were talking. Yeah. We went. So we went to go have lunch at Junior's in Times Square. Yeah. And what happens when you're, you're at a restaurant and the waiter comes over and they're like, "Anything to drink?" and you say Coke and they say, "We only have Pepsi." What would your response be? Okay. Yeah. Yes, it's, yeah. it's usually like, "Yeah, that's fine." Fine. Bethany was like. No, I, uh, no, I'm fine. I'm like, really? You won't just have a Pepsi? She's like, well, here's the deal. I'm a spokesman for Coke, so if I'm drinking a soda in a place where they know only sells Pepsi and I'm caught just taking a picture or somebody notices me, and Bethany does get noticed. It happened last weekend. Yeah. But somebody notices me and I'm drinking a soda that is not Coke, I could lose that sponsorship. And I'm like, holy shit. I did, like, that didn't even cro cross your mind. And someone's like, we only have Pepsi. Okay, it's the same poison. Oh, just I was going to say, maybe the reason is because I would do that, but like, 
when you're a Coke person, you're a Coke person. So like you well, really no. don't want the Pepsi because no, it's different see, taste. I, I'm, Pepsi I'm and Coke different. They're very different tastes and I do have a preference. But like when it's I like go, what to if a, you're in the mood for like a iced Coke, and that's no, what you're in if, the mood but for? But when I, I only have soda with certain things. I need them with a burger. I need them with Chinese yeah. food. Yes. So like, if if I go, my Chinese place only has Pepsi. I'm taking it because I need a soda with that with that right. meal. But for her to like, it, I didn't it even, didn't even think, cross yeah, your mind. No, that, like, like those are the specific things. Okay, uh, diva, you can't have. Right. Co- and then she's like, oh no, I could lose my sponsorship if I'm seen drinking Pepsi and like in a picture somewhere. But she is right that that's how meticulous right. the yeah. industry is. Is like, and that's the difference between a rule follower, which Bethany is, and a fo- someone who's not so much of a rule follower, who is me. Well, where not, we could not, learn from her though. No, but seriously, it's because not like, that being a rule follower, it's it's like you. But being respectful of like the spon- the people that are it's putting not money having in your a choice because it's your career. With Chanel and the City, for me, I felt like it was this platform where I was able to ignore the negative and the toxic bullshit out there and be like, yeah. okay, I got to focus now on a podcast. I'm about to interview so-and-so, you know? I can't really, I don't have the time to, like, analyze. And so I think it helps me progress as a person, as a talent, as a host, yeah. as an interviewer. Because I'm genuinely interested. The reason I even do it is because I'm genuinely interested in all your lives. Like, yeah. I don't even do it for the fame part of it. I literally do this podcast because I'm like, I want to know what this person I want to learn from this person how they got to where they got. Yeah, and I think I think that you I know, think that helps with moving along. No, and I think that's life. part of the process is understanding different ways of doing it than you've done before. And I think that's something that um, is always beneficial. Like to know that the way you've been going about things is not. It might not be the best way, but it's right. definitely not the only way. way. Yeah, exactly. That does feel better. And also surround yourself with like good people like yourself, like Bethany, like other people in this industry that I have been able to be um, privileged to be around because a lot of times influences, positive influences helps you move on in the right way too. Like helps you decide what you want to do, helps you decide, you know, bad influences, abuse, like people putting you down, that's not going to help you move into the direction you're meant to be. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I always say, like the people I surround myself by are the only reason that... I'm able to do what I do. Like when people say, why do you work? Why, why do you, how can you do so much? It's like, because, and I know this sounds weird. I have this weird complex where I want everyone to like me, but I also want people to, um, to trust me when it comes to like, Hey, I'm working on something. I think you'd be great for it. Yeah. I, I want them to trust that they're not signing on to garbage. And again, I'm not praising everything I've done as being amazing. A lot of it's been garbage. Right. But, that's not true. But. I actually care what people think about the projects, but I, those people that I care about are the people that I work with. Like when I, when we went when we had the screening the other night, yeah. I cared more that everybody was happy with their role, um, with their with their with how it, their piece came out mm-hmm. than I am about the project as a whole. Like if people if people hate the project, but my cast is happy with how I put their stuff together. Then you're happy. Then I'm So happy. actually you have selective, like you, you care selectively what people think. Whereas I care, yeah. I think where everyone well, no, thinks. I care, I care about what the people I know think. Like Joe Schmo on so the internet. That's so much better. Yeah. Like I posted See, an I Insta story. <laughs> Some guy fucking, tra- like the, the thing. Oh yeah, you don't even care so, when you're blocked. I care when I'm blocked. No, I don't care about being blocked. I think two of the princesses blocked me. Did they? From tweeting, yeah, tweeting Why? during the show uh, because I would tweet jokes during the show. Oh, whatever. Um, Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, when when we when we we premiered Label Season Two, yeah, we um, we we did an, an actual YouTube premiere. The sh- so it hadn't aired. It's street about thirty four seconds in. Some troll just posted. 
this is this is terrible or this is garbage or whatever. <gasps> and like I laughed. I'm like, dude, you've watched 35 seconds, and like right. eight of those were the credit screen, or <laughs> right. the title screen. So I, I was like, I can't care what everybody else thinks. Thanks. I genuinely don't like. There, there are things that people have an image. So yeah. I have friends, I'm not going to name them, who like, before I post a picture of them, I have to say, is this okay to post? And then they'll come to me also because they have that mentality. They're like, hey, can I post this? Yeah. And I'll have like drool coming out of my yeah. mouth and my, 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 my mouth is open or whatever. I'm and like, be like, I okay. don't fucking care. Yeah, I'm the same way. That's the thing. Like it's if like, somebody says, I'm not going to date him because of that Insta story, great. Great, I don't want to date you yeah. either. Yeah. While we're on Chanel in the City, yeah. where, can, where can they watch it? So you can watch it on YouTube, on the Chanel in the City YouTube page, or you can download it on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Radio.com, those links. It's also always a link in my bio, at Chanel Omari on Instagram, at Chanel in the, because at Chanel in the City was taken, just my luck again. Um, <laughs> I always have a swipe up on my Insta story, so obviously follow me. But yeah, they're on all, they're on all radio platforms, like they could... Downloaded on Radio.com, Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And I do the series on YouTube, and I do it on Insta Story. So the Chanel and City Insta Story is like what that other night when I went to Labeled, like the screening. Yeah. And I introduced like all, like a lot of people ask me, what shows are you into? Um, what movies are you into? What restaurants are you into? What celebrities have been spotted where? What clubs are you into? Um, I also do a segment on the Taylor Strecker show. She used to be on SiriusXM. Do you know who she is? Um, she has like she's on the DNR. You're not gonna yell at me, no, accusing at me you. of knowing who she's she is. She's awesome. She's been on Sirius. She has her own show now. It's called the Taylor Strecker Show. I do a segment on there of Chanel in the City of like all the hot spots in the city. Okay. Of, like where you can meet celebrities, where you can spot them. What's a good deal like on a budget to go for an anniversary or a birthday? And a lot of people take a liking to that. I think what it is is a lot of people want access to this crazy world I have. Whether it's entertainment, whether it's with producers, whether it's with talent, whether it's going to a club and seeing like all these A-listers, I think they want that access. So I've become, I'm trying to become this influencer on Insta story where I'm like giving them that access. Does that make sense? Gotcha. So I'm, yeah. I'm, it's not about You're me. like their connection to the world that they yeah. haven't it's yet not even a, It's not even about me. I mean, literally this whole week I talked about your show, another show at, uh, with Fat Baby at, with my friend Remy Kastner at uh, The Stand. Like I talk about what's cool, what's hot, where I'm going and yeah. why you should be doing it and why you shouldn't, you know? Okay. Because I think, I think there's a cool. good niche for that and no one really is doing I mean, people do it well, in I different think, ways. I think I think there's there's the everyone shares their experience with a specific place, but I don't think there's um like I don't think there's a human form of Yelp where like people right. can be like, Oh, I, I'm going to New York, I want something That's cool. That's actually to check a good out. way of putting it. Yeah, it's a human yeah, and then they'll like text me like we had a listener from the podcast, she said, "Oh, I love your podcast. I'm go I want to go to the Mondrian Terrace because you talk about it all the time, yeah. and it's a hot spot that not a lot of people can get in." I I happen to know the director of operations there, of course, and PR. So what happened was, she's like, "Can you set my birthday there with my husband?" And I said, "Of course." So I made a reservation for her, her husband, and her parents. Send them a bottle of champagne on like comped, and and they ended up spending money. And they ended up having a good time. Yeah. But the point is, is like. She wouldn't. She knows it only through like watching Chanel in the City of what's hot, what's not, because she doesn't know when she comes to New York what's hot, what's not. And that's how you build your reputation. Yeah, just an easy way of someone, you know. And it's like, yeah, I might be a concierge. Like, yeah, I went to Northeastern yeah. University to be a concierge, but it's all good. Like, one day it's, I. You have to take your skills and put them to use <laughs> in a different way than like expected. But I always laugh at myself. I'm like, one day I'll be what I want to be. I'll just have to do all this bullshit bitch work to get there. Yep. But just admit to everyone, I was your favorite on Princesses.
Oh, no, you I are. was the most that's relatable to you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why we are friends. Okay, I just want to make sure that like we got that out of the way. Yeah, I mean there were a few. There were a few people, people who don't feel like, like oh, I was their cool. favorite. I think is a little like off the deep end. People yeah. who like the other characters, like with no shade. I'm sorry. Like then you guys have that. Making yourself sound real good right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, you know, just I'm kidding. I love everyone. Yeah, everyone's great. Yeah, she wasn't the best character. But that's also the hardest thing, too, is like when you leave a show like that and other people have other things to say about you and you don't know how to even yeah, maintain your reputation. You've, you've decided to just be modest about it. Oh, yeah. Just super modest about it. Do you feel like you have struggles? Like, we're both in our mid-30s now, um, right? You would say, well, you're not even mid. You're 33. I'm 35. I'm 33, so we're, we're mid. Oh, yeah, do you my feel like it's harder now? I, I don't... Uh, well, here's the problem. I have no game. So like you even when I was a do. even when I was a uh, like before the internet and the online dating, I would never be able to go up to a girl and ask her out. So I had no game to begin with and you I You don't think ask girls out. Like you no, might I think have, I have uh, on top of I think it falls into wanting everybody to like me. I have a fear of rejection, okay. but also a fear of like the people I tend to like, like mm -hmm. the people I like right now, are actually friends. Okay. So I have a fear of ruining that by asking them out, and I feel like if if they liked me, I'd what if know they about like it. you? I'd know about how. Because I, I'm very good with that, and like I, I get vibes and like. No. But I, I, some even, girls even really can that. like you and like keep it in because you are so reserved and standoffish that maybe they're scared. Well, that now, you reject now I'm them. at the point where I just don't even. I'm so tired of trying to date that I don't want to date. I know. It's so exhausting. It really is exhausting. I had to stop. I used to go on. I'm not even kidding you. It was a full-time job for me. I would go on five dates a week from Hinge, and I would make it a, a, a point. That's a lot of free dinners. A lot. Well, a lot of them don't want to take you to dinner. It's a really? lot of drinks oh, see, without that's, dinner. That's but I make I, them. I have the rules. Oh, I make them, too. I'm like, no, you got to take me to dinner. I have wanted. rules, and they are not good. What? That you take them to dinner? I don't do... I don't do uh, oh, you don't do dinner? I don't do drinks. I only do dinner. Oh, that's a fabulous. No, it's uh every girl likes that. I no, mean most girls like, I guess no you're right. You're right because a lot of my friends were saying it puts but those are young girls. Then I have to stick pressure. around. Well, but yeah. If you're mature that's, like me and you, you'll stick around and you'll appreciate the it's nice like dinner. Either, it, yeah, but it's if like, a guy's if not taking me to dinner, I ain't going in bed with you ever. Like you well, got to take me to dinner. It's not even about bed. Like I just want fucking someone to go to the movies with. Like, I know. I'll go to the movies with <laughs> I don't you. Need I need to buy it. No, but like it's it's about uh, for me, for me. It's about if you're not willing to commit to a hour long dinner, and you need you need to meet a person in a dark, poorly lit, like miserable bar. Yeah, you're not the type of person I want to date. Right. Like, and I just know that from the get go. Like, if you won't go to a dinner, dinner with this me. is a two two hours out of your entire week at most, for the sake of trying to find someone you want to date, mm -hmm. then you're not somebody that I, I want to date. Agreed. End of story. Yeah. So, but you have to have stand. You have to have rules for yourself. I, I find people are pushy, not pushy, but they, they push back on that a little bit. And I'm like, listen, I'm not forcing you to go out with me. Here's the deal. Do you want to go? On, if you want to go on a date, I go to dinner. If you don't want to go on a date or you won't do dinner, that's fine. I'm not. Pre but but that's that's going to be the end of it. Like, there's no point in us talking. Oh, you'll tell them that. What yeah, do they usually I'm not, say? I'm not, um, I would say nine times out of ten, they actually go to. Dinner. To dinner, yeah. And why do you think that it doesn't work out? Is it more you don't it's like... It's more me. I, I'm, I'm way What's picky. What's your type? What's your type I'm like physically? A, I'm like a five and I'm picky as if I were a ten. But what, so that's what, my problem. What's your, what's your type physically? It's not your problem. You, can, you are allowed and deserve to have 
Well, it's standards. like I, I can't control what I'm attracted to. What's your physical type? Um, it's usually like I, I just really like tall brunettes. I don't I don't know, like that's, that's tall thin brunettes. Does it matter the body type? The body type doesn't even matter. I, I really just like I, I'm I'm into tall people. Okay. And I, and I just happen to always. Date I have brunettes. a friend who's like that too. A girl that's like that. I just happen she loves to date tall brunettes. men. I, I don't know what it is. You I, don't like blondes? No, I just, it's not that I don't like them yeah. or would be opposed to dating them. I just... Just haven't been attracted. Everyone that I've ever gone on dates with has been brunette. Have you ever had like a relationship, like a serious relationship? Yeah. 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 And, and they were with brunettes. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Do you... So do you go on dating sites, like dating apps? Oh my God. Yeah, you of do. course. I that's don't how take you're them, meeting I don't them. take them seriously anymore. No, I haven't... I haven't taking it seriously in a while I should I, I, I get messages and like I, I want to take it seriously and then I just end up like just not caring because I'm the worst I mean it's tough too because like it is kind of a lot of effort you have to put in you got to talk it, to them that's the thing yeah you got to schedule and it's like a nightmare that's a nightmare for me and then like when you do finally go out you're doing that and then after that one night they ghost you or it's just not worth it so it's like why am I doing this yeah it, why am for I me going? it's more like when you're when you're seeing someone and then you have to now start from the beginning and yeah. it's like well, what and I why I, can't it I, just be I fun? understand why people go back to their exes where they're comfortable mm -hmm. and they're like this person knows me and I have this quirk and I'm scared to show somebody else yep. this quirk but this person understood it and they they're okay with it like yep. That I, I, get I why people swear last night that's exes. like I literally was debating if I should call my ex or not and I'm like no I'm not doing it because it's not going to help but it was because I felt like this dating thing's not working out. He's the only one who I feel like will tolerate my psychoness where like he'll be yeah. okay with me calling him at 12 right now because I'm lonely or whatever. But it doesn't help too because... But I'm also the first one to tell, to tell like a friend or somebody, don't do it, it's a bad idea. I understand why somebody would want to do it, but I'm also. But you want to like, say, don't do it. There's a don't. reason it ended. Yeah. If they cheated, they're going to continue to cheat. Yes. This is this goes back to what I was saying to you. Like, yeah. If you let someone abuse you, they're going to abuse you. Like business-wise, if you let someone cheat and then you go back to them, they're going to cheat again because now they know they can get away with exactly. it. Exactly. Or like if they're always time. picking yeah. their ex-girlfriend over you, like yeah. whether they're saying whether they're admitting there's something going on or not, or she has a boyfriend. Like that was my situation. My ex broke up with me for his ex constantly. Yeah. It's like nothing's going to change. You're right. Me calling three months later because I let time go by doesn't mean he's not he's just going to be like oh she allows this so i yeah. can let 5 months go by without talking to this girl and she'll just come back to me yeah for for me how do you get a guy though for to me, like cheating is a respect thing it's it's yeah me too it's not even a i'm unhappy thing it's like if you're unhappy break up with them yeah, and then it's not yeah what's cheating why anymore. can't they why can't it they just do that like a, I, why can't most men just do that like what do you think it is i think it's it's the ability to I think it's a power thing. I think it's like I've cheated on this person and they're still with me. I have the power in this relationship. But I That's so it, stupid it really to me. It's like, like why even a, have that power with a, another human being that's yeah, not no, even I'm, like I'm not I, I mean I, I don't I don't get it. I don't I would never cheat on someone. I've never I would cheated on break someone. up with someone. Yeah, that's what that's my style. I'll break up with the person. I never even want to break up with the person, but I'll break up with them if I think about cheating. Also, I don't think about cheating when I'm with someone I really like or love. Well, of course. Like, I just don't that's ever. The, that's not... the thing. And that's that, that goes back to like, if they really liked you, they wouldn't have cheated. And the fact that they cheated and you're taking them back, they now know they can do it again. And as soon as they, they whatever they whatever caused them to not like you before, yeah. they can now they, they can now know Have a better that, excuse. Yeah, well, they, they know that you're, uh, it, that it's going to eventually come up again. Whatever they didn't like about you before, it's hard to think that they're magically... Uh, 
in love with you now. You don't even think with time that goes with time that passes by, do you think that like their heart grows fonder for you, or just if someone doesn't do like I you, they, do you think if like time goes by, a guy could be like, oh, I changed my mind, or do you think once a guy doesn't like you, he just really doesn't like you, and if he's calling you, it's just he's bored or lonely or. Um, I think there comes a time where a guy will go from liking you to like if he cheats, mm -hmm. this not liking you at that point, but there's also. A, but what is he well, not liking you? But why is what is he not liking you? That's what I don't understand with people. How sometimes do you just decide they, they just you don't like annoyed. someone? Sometimes so people weird. grow apart. Sometimes you, there, there was stuff that you put up with that like you didn't five want month, to. Five months in, you're like, I can't deal with this anymore. Okay. There are plenty of reasons that someone could grow apart from someone else. I just don't think that. I always think it's the other woman though. When someone's like, when a guy's like, it's not about her. It's like, yes, it is. It's about somebody else who came in the picture that you're more attracted to or you feel is more on your level and that's what makes the guy cheat and break up. Or at least that was my situation. I don't think it was like, I don't like you. I think he made up why he didn't like me. I think he just liked someone else more. Do you know what I mean? It would have been easier to be like, I like someone else more. I'm so sorry this isn't working out. Cause then I won't come back to you. I won't yeah. be the psycho that tries to come back to you because I'll know like you really don't like me. So why would I try to open that door again? Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that aspect as well. I just, I, I just think genuinely that there are. Oh my God, I really screwed this up. Yeah, I made a mistake. But I think I think there are people that just um, that grow apart from other people, and rather than talk it out, they. I, I think there are people that that break up. Talk that, it out. I that know cheat you're gonna... on, that cheat on other people for the sake of breaking, breaking up. up. Like I cheated on you, you found that and now this is an excuse why you should leave me. Yes. Okay, I, that I makes sense. That, I, I think, think that's that why- that is a big part of it also. There's, a, there's an aspect of I, I cheated on you so you find out and break up with me because I want this to end and can't break up with you myself. Which again, not the smartest thing, thing but- Right, and I get it. It's like people might not want to break up because they're comfortable or you know, for me, I just feel like I'm the kind of person like I, as hard as it is going to be for me to tell you what I feel, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Yeah, and I think I that's think, just who I am. So I think that like I win. I haven't not win. I have an advantage in that department where you'll know what's up with me. If I don't want to date you, you'll know. If I want to date you, you'll know. Yeah. You know, if I'm cheating on you, I probably won't be dating you because I'm just not about cheating. I, I think that's just a stupid game. I think it's just a, a um, extra drama for no reason. Why well, have drama in your life when you don't need it? You know. Also, yeah. I think a lot of people do it because it, I guess they're ex it's exciting to them. What the cheating? The cheating because like they're bored in their relationship, so they want to be in their relationship. One of my girlfriends said this like she went through a situation where she cheated on her boyfriend even though she loved him because she was just bored and she didn't feel like he loved her, or so she did it as for excitement, but it didn't mean she wanted to be with the person she cheated with. Does yeah, that make I think sense? that's I think that's usually the case. I think there are plenty of situations where the person that you that the, that the guy or girl cheats with ends up being their next girlfriend, but there are also situations where the most exciting part about it is that they were, uh, the most exciting part is that they were cheated, is, is, is the cheating. So once that's over with and, and you've broken up with the person and they know that you cheated, the mm -hmm. excitement's gone. Gone, yeah. And there goes any of the excitement within the relationship, which is, I just think, a common situation. I don't know. I, I, I'm I, just bad with it. I know. I, I need to get a girlfriend to... before I could deal with cheating. Right. Like, and that's just too. a non-issue for me right now. Do you ever feel sometimes that like people don't get your jokes? Like, are you ever scared of that? Like, I'm sometimes um, scared. Like, I'm gonna I come can in. I can tell immediately through, through chatting on, uh, chatting online. 
Like yeah. when we're talking online, I almost know immediately if she thinks I'm funny or not. Or oh, if, really? if she'll think I'm funny. Because I'll, I'll usually start off with a joke that's either so bad that I acknowledge how bad it is mm-hmm. or so um, like just off the wall that she'll know the type of humor I have and right. her response will dictate if I'm going to still be talking to her. So you, but that, which means you do need someone to get your humor. Because if someone doesn't get your humor, you're not dating them, obviously. Oh, oh forget it. Because no, that's going to put mean, you in so many, like, that's going to get you in like, so many thing. fights. That's the other stuff. problem I'm running into. I need someone who makes me laugh. I've, yeah. I, and I used to think when I was doing, when I first started doing stand up, there was a part of me that was like, I never want someone that can make me laugh because I want to be the funny one. And then I started going on dates and meeting people, meeting other girls that genuinely make me laugh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Like, right. I need someone so you're like attracted to it. Yeah. I'm Some guys to aren't attracted funny. to girls who are funny. No, because they want to be the funny one. And right. I used to be like that. And that's, that's a way that I've definitely changed in that I don't care about being the funny, funny one. one. It's like, I just ego, genuinely yeah. want her to like laugh. me. Like, yeah. That's cute. I feel like, I feel like I actually lose the guys by the minute I make them laugh because it's like it's a friend zone thing for them. They're kind of like not attracted to me anymore because it's like I'm their funny friend. Mm, I, that's I kind of like the experience yeah. I've gotten, you know? No, I can definitely Where I want a guy that. to be like, I'm in love with her because she's so funny and because yeah. she makes me laugh. No, I'm, I'm absolutely like I've learned that I absolutely need someone who makes me laugh, even if it's because she's cheesy or stupid. I just want someone where like, no matter what shitty situation we're in, I I've, since since like since I was sick, I've I like in the in my twenties, I've taken a new like look at things where like I just don't let things get to me. Right. I je- and like I think it it might annoy people in the sense that sometimes things to them are more serious than they are from my perspective yeah so i'm very like careful now but at the same time that makes sense now like why you're because you have been through like being sick yeah i'm like look the worst thing that could happen to you is you don't have your health we have a flat tire and relate to a party we'll get over it let's laugh about it yeah because your health is the most important yeah Yeah. i've I've experienced health issues too so i know how important it is to like for me, I just want someone, like, when, when shit hits the fan, we're going to be able to laugh about it. The accessory line did so poorly during the time of the show, but yet now people are calling me to be like, hey, remember when you had that accessory line six years ago? I, Do you I'm have inventory even, in it? I'm surprised I even remembered it, but it just I was just up. giving it out, like, at charity events now. Now what I do is I keep it part of my brand, so I bring it to yeah. people when I do their podcasts. I'm like, here's a Chanel in the City, you know, souvenir or whatever. Well, it's smart. Merchandise. It's, yeah, merchandise. No, merch is one of my favorite things because people like... You always have that get merch, no? Like when we, when we give out labeled hats, people love it. Oh, I love mine. Yeah, I was wearing it all over Miami. <laughs> Did you see that? I hate Miami. Do you? I know. I like it for a vacation for four I days, but like, I can't live there. I went there for the first time recently, and I hated it. The first it. time? I hated Wait, it. Wait, you hated it? Where did you go? Because we you cannot hate it for a vacation. Beach. No, 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 no. No, I went How for many work, days? but it was fine. We went for five days. Oh, because you went for work. Nobody wears shirts. It's a lawless town down there. They were in Burger King shirtless, and I know, oh, there's great food. You shouldn't have Burger King. I had Burger King, and everyone was shirtless in there. It was not my favorite experience. But it wasn't. And what about do? the? But you went there for work too, so that's yeah, a little I different. Yeah, also I'm not a beach person, so I I'm would never go either. down there for any other reason. There's no, nothing. I'm more like the partying nightlife is fun, like the restaurants the and like I mean, like you're not like that, but like I I'm like home that. After after after. What about the hotels? Dinner. Did you like the hotels at least? The hotel was the best part. 
we stayed at the Anglers. That was the best hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. Yeah. You get in, they bring you cake to your room. That's all it took. Oh, wow. They won me for life. I hope I'm doing this correctly. So what's next in the world of, of Chanel, Omar. Chanel Omari? I like to say limitless. Like, I do want people. I, listen, focusing on the, on the, I'm focusing on, on the, the podcast in Chanel in the City. What I really am focusing on is building Chanel in the City as a big brand where there are different avenues for me as an artist to succeed and make sense, whether that's acting in movies or shows, like you gave me the privilege to, and showing my talents in that, or having live podcasts, comedy shows, maybe not necessarily stand-up comedy. I do want to do stand-up comedy more, but I'm saying, like, I want to add comedy to anything I do, because I think I am a comedic person. I think whether you're laughing at me or with me, I'm funny because I'm a messy, you know what I mean? Are you so I'm taking uh, acting classes? Yeah, I'm taking improv and acting classes in the city with That's like, cool. but not like in big class, like with a coach, you know, like one on one. Because I don't do well in classes, I don't do well with competition. I feel like it's always like a competition when that's happened, like you don't really learn. Yeah, but that you put that on yourself. It's not really a competition. Well, there's good and there's bad, and the, the good will, will rise to the top. The bad, the bad will not. That's what I. That's what I've sort of learned. It's that's like what you, you can learned. do your own thing, independently produce your own stuff. If it's good, it'll go. It'll go somewhere. If it's bad, you'll find out. Like the court of public opinion is very, very blatant. Yeah, that I. I like. Yeah, and I mean, I do want to. To be honest, I've been working on producing. We've. We've. You've helped me with this. Like producing yeah, my own show. Script. We worked on a script, and it was. It's based on my life with princesses, but like yeah. not. Just Princess is based on a reality show person who yeah. lost it all and now is trying to make herself relevant again as a civilian in the world. To me, that's a show worth investing in and producing and pushing out there. I think it is shocking for people to see, let's say, my name in the credits, like like when I used to freelance produce for other people because yeah. they're like, wait, I don't get it. I thought you were a talent, but you're a producer. Whatever it is, I just want to create. I really want to create... Um, and tell people stories that impact others and make them feel less alone. Kind of like what you know, why I got into entertainment in the, the first place. Yeah. If I knew entertainment though was this dirty, or just hard, how did you not know? Like I didn't as a kid read, growing up. Like I read the stories. Like I would see those things on the magazine covers. I wasn't allowed. Like I would just watch. My mom would put me in front of the TV to watch shows, and I feel like that was my escape. So all I saw was like these amazing creatures that everybody talked about in the press that were like heroes to me and that this entertainment industry was this magical, like Disney World, you know? To me, it was like a magical place where you could get lost and you can like, I didn't see the politics and the bullshit behind the scenes. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, no, I didn't see it until I went through it. Like, yeah. I and I'm still going through it, you know? And I've, de- I've definitely worked with people that I'm like, okay, you can't work with them again. Really? But I'm now in a place where I am s- surrounding myself, like we were discussing, I'm d- surrounding myself with good people mm-hmm. and like, Again, like not to make another Apatow reference, but like the same the way he works with the same people over yeah. and over, and Adam Sandler works with the same yes. people over and over. That's what I'm trying to build right now, in case I do make it at some point. I love that. These are the people I want to work with. Like I want to bring them with me because they're easy to work with. I've worked with them before. We work well together. We make good content. Like that's the kind of thing I'm working on. This way, when you make good content and you have control over who you're working with, that shit disappears. Sure, you'll deal with like studio stuff and network executives, stuff. Executives, yeah. But 
you still also have a big enough reach. Like if Apatow, if Apatow wanted to start his own streaming service where he just streamed his yeah, he can. seven movies, he can and he'll be fine. Right. And that is like, I think that's a goal. I think that's a really honest goal and I think it's a goal that, excuse me, um, we should all strive for because it, it, you're right. It does let it doesn't complicate as much. You and know, Tyler Perry did the same. Tyler yeah, Perry's like, you're not making enough content for black people creators yep. with black creators. I'm gonna buy, make my own studio. He now has the biggest studio. I know, like single owned studio. And it, it I, 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 I have that mentality of make your own success. Right. Even if it, it doesn't happen in the traditional way, you have the power to find an avenue and make your own success. And that's sort of what I'm trying to do. And like, whether it's through, and do I think this Lego show is going to be a success? No. Well, I'm you never know. I'm hanging out with friends. Yeah, that you like. Doing something that I genuinely love. Like when I go to birthday parties, that's where I suck it up and I drink and I, I don't drink, but like I hang out with other people that are drinking and like that's what they do for fun. Now I'm bringing friends into what I do for, for fun. fun. And right. if something cool happens from it, great. great. If nothing cool happens from it, I still got to build my Lego. I'm well, good. I still think I'm that's a, a good solid day. That's a good mentality to have, and I think that like we all should. That, that's my point too. Is like I think I've gotten over the whole like I need a reality show or this to make me feel relevant. I think I just want to create good content and have fun Which with does it the exact and opposite. feel good. Like the, you know? the reality show thing. I remember watching. I, I rarely watch The Bachelor, but someone was like, "This season's really funny. Just watch it." And they had a girl on, they had two girls on. And like, you know how under the person's name, it'll say like what their occupation was? Yeah. One girl literally said twin. Like her occupation was twin. Oh, that sucks. And like, what the, f like who would go on there and want this to be how they're represented? Right. And well, some people, because of the fame of the, they, they just care about like being, oh my God, I'm getting a chance. You're right. Where I think this is educational actually for people to understand you're gonna put your feet in the entertainment industry have standards or know what you want don't like yeah. go into it blindly like I feel like when I did princesses it was because I was so desperate to have a break but you know what yeah. maybe it wasn't the right break and that's okay to admit it, it definitely wasn't. definitely wasn't for me and by the way there's no shame in, in admitting that. that that doesn't insult other no. people that were on the show that worked on it everybody worked hard and tried to make the best out of it but for me Chanel Omari personally who had a working producing career prior, yeah. like literally no, was, you know, it I didn't help me. They didn't show that at all. Like they, they didn't want to. Exactly. That because that would be direct role. competition. Well, that would also be direct competition to their producers on the show. Like why would? Well, no, not even that. That's not the narrative. Which is that's weird though. Yeah, but to, now to for, for other you. shows, other shows, they do do that. They let the people be working people. They show that they're content producers, which is very weird to yeah. me. Why does why does it work with some and not work with others? Who knows? Maybe those people wouldn't have signed up for a show. Well, if they didn't it have all that. goes to the intent of what what you want to actually, uh, what you're actually looking to display in your content. And for, <coughs> for you guys, I genuinely think they just wanted content. Yeah, it was like we it don't didn't care matter. What it does to their career? Yeah, we, we don't care content. what it. Yeah. So I was going to talk to you about this. A lot of people. Okay, but Gary V, who's my mentor, you know Gary V. Oh, here we go. This is so happy. He's your mentor? No, like the guy I love who him. spews gibberish. But he makes sense. No, he doesn't. He, he if you does. listen to some of his speeches, he talks in circles. A lot of it's gibberish. You he sound like my ex. He, he hates him too. People together. I just I, <laughs> he I hates to him, him too. I listen to him and I'm like, people buy this bullshit. And they good, do. He is a good example of luck. He, he's a you hard worker. He's a hard worker. His reach is luck. He found a group of people 
that need that kind of gibberish encouragement. Yeah. And they buy everything, everything that he feeds them. Because he's almost like a sergeant where there's no excuses. So I need yeah. someone to push me to be like, no excuses. Because I'm the type of person, if you don't do that to me, I can sit on my couch making a million excuses up, eating bonbons, watching Housewives, binge watching, and never doing anything with my life. So some schmo on the internet is convincing you to not do that. Well, he's kind of like a, what's it called? What's his name? Uh, Tony Robbins. What's it, I mean, I guess Tony Robbins is like more positive about it and less aggressive. I would say, like the word is. Gary V just Gary V is like, you can mother I have to do it. You can do it in the morning. You can do it in the night. You can do it in the afternoon. It's like, when do you yeah. ever sleep? No, Gary Gary V <laughs> is what I would call the biggest millennial scam. Like he found his target audience, which is. Millennials who will believe anything Thing he who, like, says. voted for Trump. Yeah. Like, that's his target audience. But and he they, was saying something about luck, and that, this is the irony. You're like, yeah, of course he's going to say something about luck because he had the luck. But yeah. he said that it has nothing to do with luck. Which is bullshit. And I kind of like, but I do agree. Which it's like, is bullshit. No, but how could you say someone has more luck than another person? That makes, that, that's the bullshit we've been buying, I feel. Um, you know, you how know could how, somebody have more luck when they're so not even algorithm, talented? You, you accidentally type the word cereal. Okay. And the algorithm puts you in front of Ellen, who happens to be Googling cereal on YouTube. Okay. And then you're reviewing a fucking cake made out of Fruit Loops. And the next week, you're now on the Ellen Show reviewing things for her, and you have Ellen branding. That's fucking luck. So for Gary Vee to say, everyone who has talent is going to make it, nah. No, luck or is hard a part work. of it, Gary V, who, who came out of fucking nowhere. And now he did like, come out of he's nowhere. He's like the church of the internet. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up, weirdo. Oh, I'm in <laughs> the studio with, with White Clavion. We're doing Dude, he's using you for your followers. He does not want to be here with you. Calm down, Gary V. Oh, such bullshit. I would love to see you and Gary V ad. I would love to see you and Gary V do Legos. He'd be like, dude, I told you. Dude, you could do 8,000 Legos in 30 right. minutes. Just put your mind to it. Nothing's impossible. Gary V, I only have two hands. I only have two hands and there's 8,000 pieces. You could have three hands if you believe you have three hands. Shut the fuck up, Gary V. I only have two hands. That's not how science works. <laughs> I can't even I take can't. All right, I think that's about it. So, uh... How are we doing? I, How are you doing? I'm not doing great. I, have a I torso, messed up. A, I have a torso, <laughs> a leg, and a foot. Okay, I have. I don't know what you have this two is. Two separate buildings, two, but they're not even. They're not supposed to even. No, they're, they're supposed, supposed to be supposed one to be connected. Yeah, and I don't know how to connect them. Yeah, you did a you did a job here. Um, did a terrible job, but somehow, ooh. I mean, we have a way to go. I mean, I have my little girls. I don't even know where to sit them because don't sit that that place doesn't look no. stable. Don't sit them where anywhere should I right sit them? now. Let's see at the end. We're gonna have to train you because this is bad. Oh, um, it's bad. So yeah, thank you to Chanel Omari for uh, being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Make sure you check out Chanel in the City. Hashtag Chanel in the City. Yes. Uh, Chanel in the is your is the Instagram. It's the Chanel Instagram. Omari is the is your personal Instagram. Yes. And what do you have a website they could go to for? Yes, and ChanelOmari.com, and there's my blog, Chanel in the City, under It'll that. All be down in that description area. And podcast, swipe up, uh, well, not swipe up, but go download Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Chanel in the City. You'll and find fun as facts. As mentioned, uh, look in the description. I'll explain how you can win this Lego Hidden Side set, uh, the Juice Bar. Seems pretty cool. Seems really they're, cool. They're incorporating technology where, like, if you hold your phone up to it, you see image. You, you oh, like, that's really cool. Lego's getting too complicated. I just want to build dinosaurs. Thank you, guys, and Thank we will you. see you next time.